0: Greetings and welcome to Fresh Text. Fresh Text is a weekly podcast when a pair of pastor scholars study a scripture passage. We hope that it will be enjoyable and edifying for all, as well as equipping for pastors or teachers who are working on sermons or lessons in the upcoming weeks. I'm your host, John Drury, and my guest this week is Absin Joseph. Absin is a friend of the show, and he's been on a few times. He is the Dean and Vice President of Academic Affairs at Wesley Seminary, and so he is my boss, but he's also my colleague as a uh, professor of Bible and especially of New Testament uh, here at the seminary and university as well. Our text this week is 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 verse 1 through 6. I was excited to have Absin on because he is a scholar, especially of the epistles, and he, in particular, uh, has taught Johannine literature uh, quite a few times and and knows this material very well, and so I knew he'd be a, a fitting guest to have on. Now, make sure to subscribe if you're not already so you never miss an episode, and as you're listening, if you enjoy the show, hit the share button on your podcast player app of choice to pass this show on to others so they may benefit as well. And lastly, if you'd like to support the show as well as receive some additional content, simply go to patreon.com/ freshtext to become one of our patron saints. thanks for listening and enjoy this conversation with Abson Joseph Yeah, so we're looking at a uh, first John chapter 5, verse 1 through 6. Obviously, we'll have to expand context a little, but
1: for now, we'll start with just those six. Would you be willing to read? Definitely. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for for God, to keep his comments. And his comments are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood, And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. Yeah, the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father,
0: we give you thanks for this Word, for these written words composed long ago, but preserved and handed on to us. We give you thanks for our human capacity to form words as we have a conversation here today. Uh, But above all else, we give you thanks for your own love, uh, made manifest in the sending of your Son, Jesus the Messiah, for our sakes, and the, the faith and love in us that flows from that, from Him, and leads to victory over the world, whatever that means, Lord, I guess, and that's... With that comment, I bring brings us to our uh, petition, Lord, that you would help us to uh, see and understand uh, the text before us to see and understand each other for our listeners separated as they are by time and space to to have a sense of understanding and insight of what we say, what the text says, but not merely to discern the mind of the human author. But most of all, through that, to come into contact with your own heart, O God, to have in us the mind that is in your Son, Jesus. So we dare to ask that you would do these things even through a simple conversation. And we ask them in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So yeah, what what jumps out at you today? Obviously, you've spent a lot of time with this text, the familiar mm-hmm. text, but where, where do you want to start? What's, uh, what's grabbing you today?
1: I think the first thing here is the idea of belief. Um, everyone who believes uh, that Jesus Christ is born of God and everyone who loves the father um, loves uh, his child. You hinted earlier at the fact that while we're starting in five, there's a larger context. And back in four, uh, he's talking about the love of God. And here he continues to talk about the same thing, but it it shifts it a little bit. Yeah. So that, um, while he was talking about, you know, loving God, loving one another, uh, in, in four seven, let us love one another for love's com, love comes from God. Now he's shifting it to kind of connect belief to that same thing. So, rooting the idea of love in, in, in belief, so that it's not just a love that is, it's not just a concept, it's belief, and then he's then gonna, he's going to then now go further down and then connect it to tangible actions, doing something about it in terms of, what it means of, you know, when he talks about keeping the commandments, different translation will say either obey, but the word that he uses there is the poe or do, doing the commandment, practicing them, which is kind of the deterministic yeah. idea of, of doing. So the belief there, I think then is very important. And again, if we think about in larger context of John, the gospel, that's that bigger picture of believing and by believing you have life in his name, so connecting all of that larger picture of that here, bringing belief and doing together, we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commandments. Uh, So belief is one way of demonstrating love. Love is demonstrated by doing the commandments it's kind of a syllogism, right? Yeah. It's, because it's, doing the commandments is the way we shall love. So it's it's kind it's a of... a little circular. Yeah, it's a circular... In a good way.
0: In a good way. The question is, is, is it a virtuous or a vicious circle, right? It's, it's a virtuous circle. <laughs> it's point.
1: a virtuous circle,
0: yeah. Just to backtrack one more step, mm-hmm. to, to link those together, I, th- I think you're dead right that there's a... Because there's a tight circle.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I think all the New Testament has a living dynamic circle of of faith and love Mm -hmm. of knowing and 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 doing and but the the circle's really tight Mm -hmm. in johannine literature and especially first john so so much so that it's hard to say when he's talking about one versus the other Mm -hmm. nevertheless love really dominates in chapter four
1: definitely
0: and there is this shift to faith language mm-hmm. in five. Yeah. And, and it's, it's confirmed with some of these other verbs. Well, the stark statement that our victory
1: mm-hmm.
0: is our faith. Yes. That's a very stark yes. statement, but the language of witness, mm-hmm. which is more linked to believing, yeah. though obviously related to love because yeah. it's a tight circle. But so the verbiage is, is moving mm-hmm. in that direction. And even the, well, yeah, I'll, I'll say that later. So you could almost take four and five, these whole chapters, as sort of being introduced by this passage at the end of three, which is in, uh, let's see, where, where is it? It's verse, uh, 23. So 323. Mm-hmm. And this is the commandment of him. Mm-hmm. There's that mm-hmm. word the command mm-hmm. that we believe in the name of his, his son, son, Jesus, Messiah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And. Yep. We love one another just as he has given this command to us. So you get the, almost the, and then he picks up the second first. He focuses more on love and although linked, you know, focuses more on love in the chapter four and then shifts a bit to faith, but then spirit, which is also referenced there in 24, you know, as we keep these, as, as we keep his commands in him, we abide and he himself abides in us and in this we know that we abide in him that from his spirit he has given us mm-hmm. and then spirit shows up in Towards, both chapter in four and, and five and,
1: and chapter five and four
0: yeah. is yeah. the yeah. kind of yeah. power of love yeah. 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 and yeah. here as the 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 witness, mm-hmm. that, witness that strengthens
1: to, our faith witness to the truth but then even in terms of when talking about the spirit the spirit is not just the one who's bearing witness to what John is testifying. Right. He doesn't talk about the witness as the, the, the spirit doesn't bear witness to the truth. The spirit is the is truth. Is the truth. Yeah. What's at stake in that? And, and what, I think, you think? I think John is v- being very intentional. Uh, we can't talk about Trinitarian language yet because that will, the, yeah. the, well, we cannot talk about Trinity. The concept, the theological yeah. concept will be later, but the language is there. In yeah. that he is he is connecting God to the spirit. Because who is the truth. Who's doesn't the truth. just tell the truth? He doesn't tell the truth. He is, the truth. is the, truth. the truth because the yeah. Father, earlier on, right? Connecting truth to the Father, now the Spirit to the Father. He's mm. doing similar things in expanding who Jesus Christ is in terms of his role. When he talks about Jesus Christ, he doesn't just come by water, he comes by water and blood. Again, talking either because of john the baptist's baptism which was a baptism by water Mm -hmm. but now saying by adding the blood talking about jesus either beef because he is beyond john the baptist or connecting jesus's um atoning sacrifice right which he again mentions earlier so that bringing that the blood here again you now go back to the gospel of john in terms of this is my blood of the covenant Mm -hmm. And all of that together connects back to who God is as the Father when god 's love for us is demonstrated by giving of his son, yes, in the earlier chapter, so now bringing Jesus into the picture in terms of who he is and what he does, and then bringing the spirit in terms of testifying to those things so in terms of the tight circle it's <laughs> talk very, about a tight circle <laughs> it 's a very tight <laughs> argument in terms of how he is uh, how he is bringing that. And he he even does it in the like in the language. So you talk about the faith. So like even when we talk about belief. So in the original language, belief and Mm -hmm. faith—it's the same, all one word, all one word. Yeah. So someone who's reading that will will not even think about them differently. In English, you have to pause and say, "Oh, those things are connected." Yeah. You don't need to say that. You know, in the original. So, there's a lot of stuff that he's doing that both conceptually, but also even linguistically, um, when he talks about the overcoming, you know, hey, Nike, That's hey, another Nike. one. <laughs> yes. Just, just.
0: This is the, you, the overcoming by which we have overcome yeah, the world. It, or it, it, the victory by which we have victimized the it, world. That, that doesn't sounds, work. But, but it
1: sounds so beautifully yeah. in terms of the way he's doing it. And our hey, faith is the one that does that.
0: Hey Nike, hey Nike Sasa. Uh
1: huh. So (laughs) that sounds cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So all this to say, there's a there's a very tight argument that he is making here, as you've already talked about. That he starts in three, but is unpacking in four in terms of showing what God does and the sacrifice, and in five showing what we need to do. In terms of, so that even when he talks about he was born of God, he's mm-hmm. talking about the one who begets and then the one who's begotten and then now showing us now what does, what happens to us. That same language now talks about, uh, an, an ontological hmm. reality of who we are and what God does. So that it's not just the love of God that becomes what we embody but God himself. So then, which again goes back to John when he's talking about the identity, how we just like he and God are one. We, that unity, Mm -hmm. that union that comes from our action, that same idea is here as well. So that as we embody God's love, we now become united with him in terms of our identity and, and, and how we show that to other people.
0: Yeah, and how does the logic run here? Again, it's this tight circle, so it mm-hmm. probably goes both ways, but in terms of that ontological identity,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I th- I think I'm following it when you say that as a when he keeps using the phrase this is how we know
1: mm-hmm.
0: as if to suggest that 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 identification, that ontological union is this, it's, it's already an established fact by way of faith, baptism, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. And the enactment of love and the obedience of commands sure. is the, to use a term he used later, witness. Yes. It bears witness to it. It's a sign of sure. and, and a product of, a fruit mm-hmm. of, perhaps. He doesn't use any of those words. I'm trying to track the logic because it, it doesn't seem to be that he's saying, um, by doing by enacting love we somehow cause our being begotten. Because exactly. that would make us the because, begetter of ourselves. I that, right? and, and
1: I think that's 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 what's fun about it, because I think he's actually making the different argument. He's if we, again if we're thinking john in terms of timing historically this is when you're dealing later on with docetism and gnosticism yeah so he's saying knowledge but he's turning yes, it on its yes, head
0: yes very clever t- yeah. turning
1: that on its head because you know th- with the gnostics they actually do worship knowledge but he's saying this is how we know right. through love and sacrifice so that the begotten becomes that's why belief becomes important that's why it's like belief is what it is how do we become victorious through faith and who is it has, has yes. been victorious isn't it christ yeah who through his sacrifice shows which doesn't look like his victory. love it doesn't look, <laughs> right. exactly exactly so all of those so and there he's may have displacing. been some
0: social or political dynamics in Definitely. these splitting churches where oh, yeah. it's like "Ooh, we're the we're the victors. We've uh-huh. got this special knowledge. We've yeah. moved beyond yeah. the weakness of mere faith. Now exactly. we know,
1: huh? And and we cannot also because it's said the social piece. We cannot ignore talking whether he's whether he's writing to Asia Minor or you you know or in Greek or in Greece whatever Nike is a goddess who's worshipped. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, hey, Nikkei, the,
1: that, yeah, so there's also that underlying wink wink. Yeah, I mean, um, it, I think, is it
0: possible to turn, uh, Nikkei, this Nike later mm-hmm, for our listeners, yes. uh, would it be possible to like render that an abstract down by making it a neuter? I think you can. If you really wanted to not do the language, but is it, would you always just? So I would say
1: conceptually, conceptually, because then if, if neuter will then require kind of a different linguistic mood. Okay. Yeah. But conceptually, you can kind of make that be like, you know. Like ta, me gain, Ye- right? Yes. It would be, you'd, it make, it be, a, you'll make, yeah, you'd make it a, you will make yeah. make it a, infinitive. And, yeah. But,
0: but if you it, really want, it's not, uh, what I'm trying to say is it's not the abstract concept of victory. There's a different no, way of no, putting no, that. No, 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 exactly. It is this more personal I what now. Saying,
1: yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. La- it's, it's la- yes. lady victory. Lady victory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From that right? context. Yes. See, so now you get yes, where I'm getting yes, at. I see yeah. what you're getting at. So there would be a way to make it more abstract. There would be a way to make victory. Yes. There will be a way if he was thinking about victory in a, in a very, abstract way to do it differently and that's why i talk about the ontological who is, who is
0: lady wisdom your faith
1: exactly <laughs> so that's yeah. that's what I, th- I talk about the ontological thing that he is doing because with everything else he doesn't just do that with Nikkei. he yes. does that with the birth the, the birth as well right he who begets he who has been begotten mm-hmm. so he doesn't he could have just talk about the birth new birth he's talking about new birth here yeah but he doesn't use he doesn't a new use birth. Exactly. He
0: does regeneration Exactly.
1: All of it is personified. All yeah. of it is embodiment. And huh. it's important because he's dealing with the citizen. And yeah. they're talking about Jesus Christ who only appeared to be human but not truly human. So he's making everything personified. Personified and in flesh. And in flesh. And enacted. And exactly. You know,
0: commandments. Yeah. Real life. Yeah, real life. And it's funny because John, John's writings in comparison, both gospel vis-a-vis the synoptics and his letters vis-a-vis, say, Paul's letters mm-hmm. or other letters, in the context of the New Testament, he seems to be the more abstract and mystical end of the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's kind of the – that is more like you're saying, that's because that's what he's attacking. That's what he's attacking. So he's working in that language, mm-hmm. per- perhaps because – and it's not impossible, and this is maybe what we could discuss a little in the second portion if we want, but and it's not impossible that the Johanine tradition and community had some sort of people taking ideas to their extreme, you know, misabusing,
1: sure.
0: you know, because, of course, if you want a proof text, you can get some Gnostic ideas out of the Book of John you if, can. You just, if you're just if pulling That's what you would just out. want to yeah. do, yeah. So, it's interesting to think of how He's actually be, being very vis-a-vis his audience mm-hmm. and his opponents, his emphasis on the personal and the physical and the enfleshment, yeah, yeah. even if we might not notice that at first exactly. as modern readers yeah, yeah. because he uses a lot of seemingly abstract nouns.
1: But like, he's doing right? that to flip things on, to on flip, the head. Right, yeah. To make it personal yeah, yeah, and
0: embodied. Yeah, that's really yeah, good. Yeah. That's, a, that's a helpful insight. Yeah, Let's take a quick break and come back and, and explore this a little more. And we're back. Welcome back to Fresh Text. I'm here with my guest, Absent Joseph, and we're looking at 1 John chapter 5, focusing on verse 1 through 6, but of course, uh, looking around a little bit. Well, let let me just uh, read the passage again, just to have it Mm kind of in our minds. I'm going to use Raymond Brown's translation. I've been using his commentary a bit, and I wanted to ask you something about his theories of Johannine composition to put you on the spot a little about that. (laughs) So here's his translation of this passage. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been begotten by God, Mm -hmm. and everyone who loves the parent loves the child begotten by him. This is how we can be sure that we do love God's children whenever we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God consists in this, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Because all that is begotten by God conquers the world. Now this is the conquering power that has conquered the world. This faith of ours. Mm-hmm. Who then is the one who conquers the world? None other than the person who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this is the one who came by water and blood, not in water only, but in water and in blood. And the spirit is the one who testifies for the spirit is the truth. So, so Brown suggests that these, and it'd be proto Gnostic, proto docetic. Mm -hmm. It's not full blown second century. Right. But these ideas, these opponents, his theory, as I'm sure, you know, but our audience may not, because I don't think we've gotten into this yet in the, any of the episodes up to this point, you know, saving it for the, for the for the professionals like yourself <laughs> no, uh, but Raymond Brown has this sort of his account of composition as I understand it is to kind of see that the Gospel of John likely a little earlier there's a Johannine community that's mm-hmm. a little bit distinct but connected to other apostolic communities and maybe with some connections in Samaria and other places and then he spreads out into uh-huh. Asia Minor or whatever and that that there was a more kind of radical, more mystical, more quasi-gnostic kind of break off mm-hmm. from that. That's the group who broke off that's referenced in 1st John. Sure. And then 1st John is kind of saying, whoa, 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 yeah, all that stuff in Gospel of John, don't take that to mean, oh, you know, don't, don't take that in this direction. We still also believe in the Old Testament commandments. Mm-hmm. We still believe mm-hmm. in, the atoning sacrifice of Jesus, that language is not dominant in, in the book of John, mm-hmm. uh, although it can be interpreted that way. And he, he argues that, that first John's interpretation of the gospel of John is the more defensible and accurate one. Mm-hmm. So he's not trying to drive a wedge, but he's trying to say that you can kind of see, he often will show, here's the proof text that his opponents could use <laughs> to, to say, you know, to say that, to have their crazy claims. Their proof text, they're not actually sure. right. But then I bring that up to say, this is a key passage here for his theory, Mm -hmm. because he says the water versus water in the blood, There's seems to be this emphasis just on, like you say, docetic, just the appearing, the coming of Jesus, Mm -hmm. the baptism of Jesus. He came and reveals God. And that's the whole point. And the death is not really the focus, not the center.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And first John is wanting to say, no, no, no. All that atoning sacrifice stuff, all that Levitical priesthood stuff, that is fulfilled in Jesus. So I don't know. What, what, what do you think? How, do, how does that theory, yeah. you probably have different views on John and I'd love to get your take. I, uh, we don't I, have to spend too much time on it, but.
1: Yeah, I, I do in that. Um, there's so much to say. I don't think <laughs> it is necessary to connect the two. Here's why it necessitates that. Necessitates at least two things. One, that the community that receives the gospel also is the community who receives the letters. Okay, that's one. And if that's not the case, then that the community, then that the gospel had enough time to circulate. Yeah, finds their roots in the take root in that community, so that then you have enough time to re- react against to have divergent it, interpretations, and right. that you can. Re- then the letters then will go and and do that. Now, that's okay. not impossible at all. Got it. I'm just saying that's that's part of that's necessary. Um, so then, that's one. Two. It is clear. Uh, I'm saying it is clear. Like, should we? Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> it seems. It seems to me that's the
0: phrase. To me. Yes, it seems. To that's me. how I learned. To, <laughs> that's how I learned. It that seems phrase. to me
1: that <laughs> I had a friend um, in grad school who started every <laughs> sentence.
0: Seems to me that (laughs)
1: just every single sentence. (laughs) Um, In talking about, there definitely looks to be kind of the polemic in the Gospel of John with with the with the with the Samaritans and then the the synagogue and all of those different things, and that in First John that that kind of mystical. Mm-hmm. Seems to be more rooted in the if the tradition that he was in Ephesus and Asia Minor. So you may have different geographical context, even ah, uh, yeah, that, that's right. That may be at work if you if we remember Ephesus. So that there's a way in which we cannot even ignore Pauline underlying yeah. issues here. If you remember Ephesus and how. What happened there?
0: Yeah, the paganism. The paganism and Artemis. And of,
1: exactly, and all of those, hmm. and all of those different things. And so Nikkei then will fit more that context
0: Yeah, the Samaritan
1: context and and, and all of that. So d- two different audiences could explain the differences. Potentially. 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 And then. And your point
0: is more to just kind of to say there's alternative explanations the alternative the, the,
1: and that and uh, I would connection. never
0: sign on to just yeah, one theory. Yeah. They're just there to help yes. us make sense of bizarre cuz this water and the blood stuff's bizarre. It's weird.
1: But, but I was trying <laughs> but I, I'm trying You don't think so. huh? It's not because I think um
0: well it's an inter- it's about John 19. When, it's about when, John 19. Yeah, right? That's why I was going why right. right? when they pierce him that there's yeah. the link is The water there. and blood flows out. Flows but out. But <laughs> let me rephrase. That's a bizarre passage. <laughs> this shares in that bizarreness. It shares in that... Because that's only in John that's mentioned. And the language of testimony appears mm-hmm. there as well. There's yes. that pause to say, now he saw this, he saw- and it's and really true, as he, if to imply, he you he might testifies. think it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he testifies. But and it's I a little think... bit of
0: a, you know, thou doth protest so much. You're, yeah. Clearly there was some doubt, maybe, of this exactly. particular... And there's clearly... if There may have been doubt then... And there is now, for us, a little bit of mystery on the meaning and significance of this water blood
1: but for imagery. Some, yeah, but for someone who's for someone who's thinking that this person is not human, mm. what more powerful way to say blood just just flows out and and we all like when we talk about water, the idea of the the, the plasma, yeah, it, it's just. From John's perspective, it may be just the more basic way of just telling uh, "Yeah, this guy just bled. God
0: yeah, just
1: bled. Yeah, I think you and I and do then, have different takes. And then, la- tra- <laughs> and then later on, later on, then it may take on additional things. Yeah. Because, again, later on when you're looking, because… by Because the- with
0: the docetism, just to push back and, not push back, sure. to play a little. Yeah. If the water, since water imagery in the rest of John is so linked to the Holy Spirit… Mm-hmm. If we could take the water imagery as something miraculous, and the blood imagery as the highly human, fleshy mm-hmm. element, which is how I tend to read it, sure. clearly a little different than you, which is fun. Sure. Uh The the stakes happily are pretty low because the gist of what we're wanting yeah, to yeah, say yeah. is the same. So, listeners don't get anxious that we're disagreeing. <laughs> you could see how then, if if that is possible, and that, that's how I would take Gospel John on its own. Mm-hmm. That This is the Holy Spirit being poured out in his death, not just later. It's the kind of objective pouring out and then the intersubjective pouring out comes at the resurrection. But there's already a giving of the Spirit in his death um, based on my read of John 6 Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So if that's the case, then you could see how a Gnostic or Docetic, uh, a more Greco-Roman context would want to say – well, we want the water, but not the blood. Uh-huh. We want the, 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 to use later terminology, the yes. deity without the humanity. Yes. And that would then really fit this very nicely um, as uh, the, 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 the the symbolic value. I mean, I think it actually took place. I'm not questioning whether sure. it's real, but the, the symbolic value, it's kind of, again, it's we're back to where like John compared to the other gospels is like not just blood, but water. Right, yes. but there's something spirit, there's something, something deep and spiritual and mystical here. But then, the to the to to the to the other extreme, to the pagans, you want to say, oh, not just water, but blood, and and the this kind of both yeah, and. And
1: the only difference with what I'm saying and 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 what you know Brown is saying is that I think Brown ties it, connecting them, kind of ties it to a. a smaller community yeah, yeah i don't really care about that That thesis. i think a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that the larger because then you may have then you may have, not everyone who reads the gospel will react to it this way right but then the letter then is now correcting that particular mm-hmm. concept so then in the context of writing first john is is doesn't mention anyone at all kind of anonymous
0: yeah it's questionable whether it's technically even a letter
1: yeah. it's it's a it's more of a discourse. It's discourse yeah then second john is to the elect lady yeah. and then third john gaius so you almost have almost perhaps perhaps the situation where there's a circular letter that that's meant Ah, for larger
0: cover letters exactly
1: exactly and then and then you've got the church that meets in gaius's house we don't know who gaius is but then there's a chance that gaius get all three letters one's kind of a sermon that's kind of more broadly speaking Ah. and then another one which is to everyone and then third john is a private letter to gaius that now gets shared Similar context that happened with Colossians I was and Philemon. Say,
0: yes, I was just getting ready to say that. Where Colossians, except for the stuff at the end, is very, but even the stuff at the end is more on Paul's end. It's very, yeah. And again, Colossians and Ephesians too have this big picture, very cosmic, very exactly. mystical, just like First John. Yeah. yeah. But then they're linked historically they're linked. with these very earthy. Hey, give me send back my yeah. servant stuff. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it, that's so a helpful that, take. So that I like that. That may be going on there as well. So so then so, so then I'm, I push back on Raymond only to the to the sense that you may then kind of link. It just op- it, it yeah. creates a wider audience possibility. Yeah. So
0: let's close the loop to use a favorite phrase of yours. Because sure. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, to me, all the all the background theorizing is never an end in itself, as you agree. Yes. I yes. Know, yes. To kind of come back and say like so one disagreement I have with Brown is he does the water blood as kind of more, I think it's really all about that event in chapter 19. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Sure. It's really what's at stake in the death of Christ uh-huh. as such. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a reference here to John's baptism, but I don't think that's the primary I think focus it's the, it's because the, I water language me. is spirit language. in John, yeah. John seven, he says the, 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 the narrator says he was talking when he talks about sure. living water, the, <sighs> That the living water, this is the spirit, mm-hmm. but the spirit had not yet come yeah. because he had not yet been glorified. Yep. And his glorification is not just his resurrection. It's primarily his death. Mm-hmm. And so the spirit comes. I think that's
1: the yeah. symbolism there. Yeah. I think
0: it's spirit talk.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but he didn't come just as a spirit. No. But also as flesh. Yes, yes. So sp- there's spirit flesh here yeah. going on. There's water, blood, yeah. like all these
1: and, 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 and all of that, and I think all of that, the end goal is to demonstrate how great that love is. Yes. Because this, his death, why did he die? <laughs> yes. Because he loves us. And, and, and if and it was just a show, it's not five. a demonstration it's, of love. Exactly. And ah. four and five, four and five connect because That's it's good. not that he loves, it's not who, we, he loves us first. Mm-hmm. And he loves us first because he died for us. Going back to John, how great love, yeah, right,
0: demonstrated demonstrated
1: through you know offering ourselves for our friends. So then he is showing and asking, then embodying that willingness to sacrifice. So I think again, beyond the symbolism, there's there's the actual, yeah, you're right, there's actual Mm -hmm. death and the connection of that death rooting that in the love this is how god shows his love for us by his son dying on the cross
0: yeah that's so good yeah i guess i think that would be exactly where i think i would want to land is to say that yes there's something symbolic and mystical or whatever happening in the death of christ Mm -hmm. but it's not at the expense of the enfleshed the real, mm-hmm. the lived. Yeah. Uh, just as we have faith that leads to knowledge, but never without deeds, that yeah, pattern, yeah, like yeah. you've, you've helped me see today how much the, the faith and deeds or faith and works, mm-hmm. works of love, mm-hmm. which with the Pauline background sure. is interesting, kind of really maps on nicely to the, the problem of docetism. Sure. Like his docetism would lend itself to a kind of maybe loving God and knowing God, mm-hmm. but, not loving one another, exactly. not living that yeah. out. That's sort yeah. of a yeah. secondary matter, yeah. or a yeah. ephemeral matter. Yeah. So let me ask you one more question before we go to our last segment. I mean, there's a million things I could ask you. Sure. Thanks for letting me put you on the spot. About. Oh,
1: no, that's fine. That <laughs> was just kind of a
0: fun <laughs> one. No, well, I got to ask somebody. I got Amy Peeler on next week for, awesome. for Tell the, the, say hi. the last part of five. <laughs> and so I I might, might, I might I'm run a... <laughs> I might see what her compositional theories are, too. All the guests this this, uh, I've been saving the compositional stuff till the end here for you and Amy. <laughs> um, I will definitely say hi. But if it's sacrificial love, uh-huh. if that's the commandment, it's so funny the way he says, here's how we know that we love God. Even when he talks about loving God, it's never like as... It doesn't just kind of end with that. It's always mm-hmm. like, what does loving God look like? Well, it's doing the commands. What are his mm-hmm. commands? Love one another, right? Exactly. So, you, d- yeah. you know, love of God without <laughs> love of, of one another is kind of just a, yeah, a vapor. How could sacrificial love, the laying down life mm-hmm. for this friends, not be burdensome? <laughs> that does sound burdensome to yeah. me. Help me with that, that term. It was beautiful when I read it, but then the more I spend time with it, it's like, that actually does sound burdensome, Adam. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think... And and my, my answer may not be satisfactory. Oh, I, I don't... My satisfaction I think, <laughs> is not the end.
0: <laughs> not the goal.
1: <laughs> um, I think this is why it's not burdensome, because he has preceded us there. Ah. Uh, okay. Huh. Because... He has already paid the ultimate sacrifice.
0: I think I track,
1: yeah. Well, That's satisfying,
0: or it's at least liberating. Yeah, it's not burdens a burden. It it it's a burden in the sense of okay, carrying your cross. Yeah, but it's not a burden in the sense of he's placing something on or us not, instead of himself.
1: No, no, he's asking us to follow him where he has gone. Wow! And what he has he's not already the slave done driver, he's us.
0: in the yoke with us
1: exactly. And what he has already done for us, he's asking us to do for others. And if, if we, so this is again where if we go back to the idea of, of reciprocity and, and patronage and all of that, the fact that he's already given his life for us, hmm. if we truly love, we've embodied what he's done, we, are, we recognize our life doesn't belong to us, then it should not be a burden of being willing to do the same for others. Hmm.
0: That's really good. Man, I appreciate that a ton. That's yeah. that's that that, or who knows, maybe something else will lead us into <laughs> our sermon starters. So let's take a quick break and come sure. back and explore some sermon starters. Yeah. And we're back. Welcome back to Fresh Text. I'm here with my guest, Abson Joseph, and we're looking at First John chapter five, verses one through. Six. Uh, so let's explore some sermon starters. Uh, we've been geeking out a little bit. but yeah. What a what, uh, what advice would you have? General advice about yeah. preaching on John, or more specific suggestions
1: about how to preach this text or teach this text mm-hmm. to others. What What are your thoughts? So the I mean, in terms of general general uh, way of uh, preaching this, uh, remembering that this is a letter, or even perhaps a sermon. So. Mm. First things, thinking about the big picture, like reading John from cover to cover, and even while preaching here, thinking about what came before. Mm-hmm. And in the context of chapter five here, you cannot preach five without having four yeah. in mind, just like we've talked about, because our obedience so, if we're thinking about doing his commandments, our obedience and then our faith which calls us to love others and again that's why it's not burdensome because this is in response to something that's already granted to us Mm. we love because he first loved us so in response to love i think five can be like Mm. that sermon can be in response to love because what he's asking us to do is in response to something that he has done for us. We, five is responding to four. Mm. Yeah, nice. And, and, that, and that challenging, challenging the, 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 the congregation to really do this and do this well will be a really nice idea to really picture what God has done for us and that <clears throat> what he's asking us, this is not a requirement to be his children. Hmm. This is a response of having been begotten, yeah. because that's what John is saying. This is Back how we in know it. Three, we are God's children now. Exactly, we already are. We already are. So, so don't, that
0: this isn't become God's children. Exactly. This is we are. So
1: so the what's action that, look like? that action is an outflow of our nature, which mm-hmm. has now embodied God's nature. Then the way we act is now, um, you know, pattern. It's about pattern after the way He Himself. Acts.
0: That's really good. Yeah i I, I could imagine. It, obviously, there's differences of style and form. But if you have a a, a quasi narrative or problem solution yeah. style preaching, you really could introduce this problem of the the commands. Are they burdensome? Like, mm-hmm. really ask the mm-hmm. question and explore it, and and worsen it at first mm-hmm. by showing that the model is. Christ and his own sacrificial love and um, connect that up with water and the blood if you wanted mm-hmm. um, but then make the turn yeah you know the, the 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 turn halfway through a sermon or so that really sort of unveils and opens our eyes sure. to kind of see it, that it's not this isn't being placed upon us but being shared with us it's exactly. an invitation to <clears throat> a way of life a, a, an illustration came to mind I don't always have illustration ideas usually I mean when I was a When I was a preacher, when I was preaching every week, twice a week, when I was uh, two different sermons every week, uh, when I was in South Jersey pastoring years ago, I was, I mean, I would, I loved prepping. That's why I started this podcast, Mm -hmm. because I like the prep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't really like preaching. I just really like the prep, you know? (laughs) And so, like, I'd have these ideas, but then often it'd be like, illustration here, (laughs) you know, like, in in the outline, and like, sometimes, like... Ten minutes before the service i'd finally yeah. find something. It just wasn't my nature sure. you know? and um I suppose that's a little better than the preacher who has an illustration that goes and looks for a text <laughs> right but uh, so but one came to mind as I was listening to you just now it, it it occurred to me I was thinking of my youngest son, Paul, who is six now, and um in many ways like he loves he loves to tag along he's like a he likes just hanging out like, hmm. you know, whenever like whenever his mom is driving one of the kids to some activity, he mm-hmm. wants to be in the car, too. Sure. And whenever I want to if I want to go outside on a walk or go do something, uh, do a chore, he wants to come along. You know, hmm. where are you going, daddy? You know, he's just that kind of a kid. And in many ways, like the the chores regime in our, fa- in our house really sort of like in many ways, Paul kind of. Increased it because he was just tagging along doing more chores with me. And I'm like, why is the youngest doing more chores than the rest? Right? <laughs> but then we started noticing this pattern as the others were starting to do more and more chores. He was getting real grumpy and resistant, mm. they became burdensome for him. Mm. And what started, I started noticing when we'd have like chores time after a meal, everyone would have a chore. Oh. And maybe I would be doing a different chore, or sometimes I'd just be pooped and I'd be sitting in my room waiting for them to finish their chores so we can do something fun as an activity, maybe checking an email or Mm -hmm. whatever. And it's like all of a sudden, all this – I mean, he loved folding laundry with me. He loved doing all these activities. But the moment they were a burden on him Mm -hmm. to do instead of me or under my authority, Mm -hmm. the complaints would kick in. Mm -hmm. And – I mean, I'm analyzing this too much, but I, I'm sure you can see the illus- why it sure, illustrates sure. the idea. But he will just—I mean, just this last week, uh, I was out with Clara and Sam was at a thing, and him and and Mandy were at home doing a bunch of chores and cleaning up after dinner or whatever. And he just like worked nonstop mm-hmm. for like an hour with her because he <coughs> was with her. He was in, in her participating, presence. yes, abiding, yes, and. And every time if I if I sit down and do and fold laundry with him, he can just work so much. It's mm-hmm. not a burden then. That's awesome. And I mean it's like it's so obvious, duh. Like yeah. if I say, hey, fold your dang laundry and walk away, like Nothing. what six year old <laughs> wants to fold their own laundry, but like let's do it. Together. It's that he wants to hang out with his dad. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. And I think maybe there's something there akin to what I'm hearing you say. I think That's so. That's what makes them yeah. not burdensome. Yeah,
1: because because he he journeys with us in this process because he has done it himself. And he's asking us to do it because that's a way for us to demonstrate his own nature. Hmm. Um, that's, we, we, pa- we are patterning our lives after him when we love that way. Yeah. Um, because God is love. And love is sacri- sacrifice. And that's, that's, what, that's what this looks like.
0: Greater love has no one than this. Mm -hmm. They lay down their life for their friends.
1: friends.
0: So it's the greatest love. It's the greatest sacrifice. Mm -hmm. What is a sacrifice that's not burdensome? Well, yeah, it's one in loving one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really powerful, (laughs) man.
1: Yeah, I I mean, another. We we haven't we haven't talked much about the Old Testament here but if we now go back right yeah. now that we've dealt with the enfleshed experience if we mm-hmm. now go back to the symbolism of the water and blood and now talking about ah. the covenant language yes. you know connecting to the sacrifice and the atoning sacrifice um, you cannot but go to Deuteronomy
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Deuteronomy 6 Deuteronomy 10 Deuteronomy 11 where the idea of keeping his commandments just are all over the place. And again, Moses, in the context of Deuteronomy, is setting all of that up in terms of this is who God is, that's what he has done for us. Again, commandments, but not as top-down, but as a response to what who he is and what he has what he has done. So the obe- obedience, the commandments, and all of those, they're really never in the context of "uh, you go do this." Yeah. It's, it's will you respond that way because of what I have done? Um. On and and so then the, that that kind of
0: yeah. And these two verbs, right? The practice, the doing, yep. the commandments, yes. and yes. then keeping, keeping, yeah. which implies which has covenantal language. Exactly. the covenant's been established. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not creating the covenantal family relationship no. through the obedience, those are rather... A,
1: yeah, those, those are not prerequisites. Yes. Those are not prerequisites. They are things that nice, are an yeah. outflow of a relationship that's already established because of what he has done on our behalf, because of who he is for us. Mm-hmm. That's what the idea of new birth is, what he's using here, the idea of new birth, is spiritual new birth which again in the context of the covenant is again in terms of God bringing bringing yeah. the children of Israel to himself now that they have brought he has brought them to himself he's now asking them to do those things as a response to that this is now how you should live i've said before you life and death choose life obey yeah so that you shall you shall live
0: yeah i mean there's even i mean even the phrase his commandments are not burdensome. Uh, I've got. I checked a quick reference here while we were talking. Deuteronomy thirty verse mm-hmm. eleven says this exact exactly. line. Now I don't. My I, my Septuagint is at home, so I don't know if it's the exact language. If this is a, but it's at least an echo. It's not an illusion conceptually. Yeah.
1: Don't 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 say it is too far. Don't say yes. who's going to go up and take it for me. or... what i'm asking you today to do this is doable it's doable Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i'm god is not god is not uh what's the english word he is not um uh, irrational but that's not that's not the french word that you're looking for (laughs) i don't i don't even know which language it is Is creole what is it (laughs) it's
0: spanish you got a couple in there
1: Don't, let's not go there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, unreasonable? Uh, unreasonable, thank you. Yes. I just needed to hear it. Yes, and, and, he's not unreasonable. Hear it in yes, he's not on un- <laughs> God is not unreasonable. Yeah. What he's asking us to do is within our reach. And what yeah. Moses told the children of Israel, John is echoing here. Yeah. So the covenantal language, and I mean he's not unreasonable he's not saying that it's easy Mm -hmm. Jesus labored with it in the garden yeah yeah boy this is hard can we do this in in a different way yeah but the obedience not my will but yours be done he was sweating blood yeah hey there's some blood and water I know (laughs) I know right Sweating blood, there's that's blood Luke, and water. That's Luke's right? way of doing it, right? <laughs> yes, so I think that's in Luke. That's, right? that's in Luke, but huh. you know, yeah, it's 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 doable. It's it's hard. I do like that connection though, to Deuteronomy,
0: as well as to Exodus and and Leviticus too. Mm-hmm. The the blood and water is very yeah. Levitical yeah. in a way, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and and just as a side point to our listeners, if you find preaching the epistles, and I'm using that in the generic, canonical sense. Mm-hmm. If you find it hard to preach on epistles, I love preaching epistles, but some people... Mandy doesn't. Hmm. She really prefers narratives, hmm. right? That's her comfort zone. And one thing that she has taught me, as one of the ways that she gets into epistles, is is to look for Old Testament allusions, <laughs> to find narrative language. Yep. Because, and then, you know, so... I could see her, I mean, I shouldn't yeah. talk for her she's not here, but uh um pictures of her in the room uh, right there but uh uh that that I could totally see her like using some of the, the just basically in Muay retelling the whole exodus to Deuteronomy yeah. narrative yeah. as a way of sort of picturing this this image or you know you could even talk about Moses mm-hmm. at the end uh giving this farewell speech and yeah. and yeah, so I mean, if if that helps to put some flesh on because the, the language the, here, the, the, because the epistles, the first loved us. I mean, that's Exodus, right? That's Exodus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that we loved him; we we're just, you yeah, know, just yeah, en- yeah. enslaved and 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 then grumbling mm-hmm. <laughs> that his love and that his love persists. Uh, there's a real yeah.
1: sort of narrative power. There in the is. Torah there, there is. There is. The epistles are undergirded by narrative.
0: Yeah. I, I wouldn't have even thought of that Torah connection if it wasn't for this conversation. So yeah. that's really helpful for me and, and hopefully for some of our... Especially the plural there, the commandments. Because mm-hmm. he often speaks in the singular, uh-huh. almost exclusively in 1 John. This one might be one of the few, plural. Yeah, it's usually I a new lied. commandment. Yeah. Uh, or the quote I had from Leighton 3... Uh, the command or commandment—that's his standard, yeah. and that's typical. John Gospel, John letters of John tend to likes to speak in generic. singulars, Singular not, generic. not in dualities, not in pairs, but in singulars. Um, so there, th- that that in a way invites this yeah. Old Testament, because uh, when you say commandments plural, your mind goes straight to the six hundred thirteen, mm-hmm. right? It mm-hmm. goes to the to the commandments of the law,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a place here, I may be wrong, that even talking about the singular generic, even kind of from a grammar, mm-hmm. that he uses high and to lie, but then the verb is singular. <laughs> You're right? I can't even. It is? Yeah? Well, no, it's isen. It's
0: plural. Is it? Okay. It's at the end of the sentence in verse 3. Kai high and to lie, autu barei. Ook, isen.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, you're right.
0: But sometimes he does do that. Sometimes he
1: does. Do He'll that. have a
0: plural, a plural noun and a and a singular verb. Yeah, but so
1: I take that back.
0: Bummer. That would have been cool.
1: <laughs> there were so many esteem all over the place. I thought, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty tricky. It's, this one yeah. is not. Yeah. Wow. Well, no. It's good. this is great stuff, man. I yeah. think
0: we've given. I hope our listeners have had as much fun as I have learning from you today this well my has pleasure been a good hour. thank you yeah. I've
1: learned from you as well it's
0: been fun awesome well let me just say some quick thank yous again to you just to conclude uh, thanks as always to uh, Todd and Eric and their production work behind the scenes can't imagine doing this without them uh, thanks to uh, our listeners uh, for chiming in for getting the word out about the show uh, thanks especially to our patron saints who support the show I don't see a cent of that that goes to the production team behind the scenes Uh, Thanks for those who support the show, and if you want to consider supporting the show, just go to patreon.com slash freshtext, and you can see how you can get some extra content that way as well. Uh, Thanks to Tom Adamson for uh, donating the theme music, and with that we say, have a good preach and a great week.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.